Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Scott sent me notes and Steve, check out the crazy story from Louisiana. Months after deputies raided the police department, missing money suddenly found in evidence room. And yeah, there's a lot to unpack in that sentence because the deputies raided the police department and money was missing but then found in the evidence room. So Chris Nakamoto wrote this for WBRZ, which is Channel 2 out of Baton Rouge. Missing money tied to a murder case that became the center of an investigation into the St. Gabriel police chief has been found in the same evidence room that deputies from the Iberville Parish searched months ago. So the deputies searched the room and couldn't find it. But now it's turned up. The money was found recently, according to the Iberville Parish Sheriff, in an area of the evidence room that his deputies did not search. Why would you search the whole room? Let's just search most of the room. Questions over the missing money led to an investigation in conjunction with the feds and the Iberville Parish Sheriff's Office. In June, deputies with the Iberville Parish Sheriff's Office raided the police chief's home and the St. Gabriel Police Station. So you've got... You got the sheriff raiding the police station. Days after the search warrant was executed, the chief told WBRZ he was cooperating with the investigation. I'm here talking to you to be transparent, he said. At the time, he vehemently denied taking any money. I want the public to know that I didn't do anything wrong, he said. I understand that they have an investigation going and the DA is passionate about the case. I worked with this case every day for weeks at a time. The missing money involves a homicide. Uh, Meanwhile, the Iberville Parish Sheriff told WBRZ uh, that the search warrant did not locate the missing evidence. So the evidence was missing. And he said several people had access to it, and we were looking into all of those people. Now, the homicide in question happened a few years ago. And there's a defendant right now accused of two counts in that case being held on $2 million bond. And uh, that all results from two victims who were found in a car in December of 2019 near the LSU Ag Center on Highway 30. The uh, chief here says that um, I wouldn't jeopardize my retirement an entire career over $3,500. I give that away here just helping people. Iberville Parish Sheriff declined to do an on-camera interview Wednesday as the investigation continues. Sources said the case against the chief could still go to a grand jury shortly. So that's a fairly straightforward story. That there is an evidence room at the police department. Now, Oftentimes, I've mentioned before that there are overlapping jurisdictions in almost every state. So in the state of Michigan, the Michigan State Police have jurisdiction of the whole state. The sheriffs have jurisdictions over their counties. And then, of course, the police chiefs of each local municipality has jurisdiction over that jurisdiction. So if you are in Birmingham, Michigan, you are potentially going to encounter law enforcement from the Birmingham Police Department... Oakland County Sheriff's Department, and the Michigan State Troopers. And it usually is the local cops investigating local stuff. But it all depends. It all depends. And so what appears to have happened here is the higher level of law enforcement decided to investigate, and they were working on something, looking into the local police chief. 
And the evidence room is exactly what you think it is. And that is a secure room at a law enforcement facility where they keep evidence until it's needed for trial. And so if you've ever watched any trials, and, and, and many people learned about this during the O.J. Simpson trial, uh, quite often the prosecutor will walk out and they'll have a piece of evidence. And they'll say, you know, this has been marked as plaintiff's exhibit or people's exhibit number one for identification purposes. Uh, I've shown it to defense counsel. Uh, you know, may I approach the witness, Your Honor? Yes. Okay, I hand it to witness. Uh, do you recognize that? Yes, I do. What is it? Uh, it's, this is the widget that was found at the scene of the crime. Uh, and um, how do you know it's the same widget you found? Oh, well, there's a sticker on it right here that has my initials on it. How did that sticker get there? Well, when I was at the scene, after we'd secured it and photographed it and done all the studying we needed to do, I then very carefully picked that up so as not to put fingerprints on it, put it in an evidence bag, or I put a sticker on it, and I initialed it and dated it so that I would know that this is the same thing I found at that time. Okay, and then what happened to it from that point? From that point, I transported it to the police station, brought it into the evidence room myself, put it into a storage locker that has a lock on it. I locked it, and I'm the only person who has the key. And they do this chain of custody explanation so that if anybody comes in later and says, that's not the same widget that was found at the scene. Well, you know, we just heard the guy testify that it is, and he explained how he knows. Because otherwise, you'd get a bunch of arguments from people saying, isn't it true that after examining hundreds of crime scenes over your career, you find widgets all the time. This very well could be the widget from another crime scene. No, it's got the sticker with the initials and the date on it. I recognize my handwriting. That is the widget I found at this crime scene. No question. So the chain of custody is actually the important part. So everyone thinks, oh, there's an evidence room with lockers in it, and we put the stuff in there to keep it safe. That's part of it. But the evidence room has got to be, like, sacred. You can't have people just going in and coming out willy-nilly. And we've talked about this before. There have been cases where they've been accused, that is the police, of using the money in the evidence room as kind of a short-term slush fund, for lack of a better word, and petty cash maybe. And so what will happen is somebody needs a couple hundred bucks the weekend and they're going to get paid next week. They go into the evidence room, grab a couple hundred bucks from that last drug bust we did, and then at the end of next week, if I remember, I'll get some money, I'll go put it back. Well, that, as you can imagine, uh, destroys the chain of evidence because some of the evidence is now out in circulation and replaced with other stuff that wasn't evidence. So that's a problem. So if this money wasn't found during a thorough search of the evidence room, and then it reappeared later, and the cops, it's been there the whole time, you can imagine what defense counsel is going to do, not just in this case, but in other cases involving that police department. Because they're going to be able to say, Oh, this was in the evidence room, right? Yes. Okay, this is the same evidence room where the sheriff searched it and couldn't find things that were supposed to be there, but later on money was suddenly found that couldn't be found earlier. Is that the same evidence room? Yes, it is. Oh, okay, thank you. And now we've cast doubt on everything in that evidence room. And obviously we cast doubt on this money. 
if this money is important to the case, and it sounds like it is because it's in the evidence room, you have a problem with it because there's a chain of custody issue. There's no question there's a chain of custody issue because there is a police officer out there that you could subpoena, bring him into court, and if asked to testify truthfully, he would say, I searched the room and it wasn't there. And the other sheriffs, the other police officers are going to go, no, we searched later and we found it. <laughs> you can see the problem. And so this is an issue. And for the chief to say, well, it's 3500 bucks, I wouldn't risk my career over that. Uh, that's not a great argument. People have risked their careers over less. And a lot of people who think they can get away with stuff will actually do bad things for less than this. So $1,000 and you think you can take it without getting caught? A lot of people take it. Are they risking their career? Yeah, but they view it as a risk-benefit analysis and the risk of me losing my career seems awfully small because what, you know, what are the odds I'll get caught? I mean, the money might turn up missing, as they say, but at least they won't be able to pin it on whoever took it because that's the issue. We don't know who took it. And so to suggest that the police chief himself took it, don't know about that. But there's an evidence room in Louisiana where money is there. Then it's not there. Then it's there again. (laughs) I'd crack another Schrodinger's cat joke, but I did that last week. And that's too often to be doing that same joke. Point is, the money's either there or it's not. And if there's a period of time where it's not, there goes your chain of evidence. And they do talk about the chain of evidence because it's like a chain, think of it that way. Each link is each person who handles it, each step along the way. And if you break any of them, you've got a broken chain. So this money right here is now worthless in this investigation. I mean, it's worth 3500 bucks if somebody wants to grab it again. But <laughs> in court, it's meaningless. It will be meaningless. Because they're going to walk into court and say, Your Honor, we've got this. We marked it as blah, 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 blah. And we ask this person to identify so, yep, that's the money we seized at the scene, blah, 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 $3,500. We took it, marked it, stuck in the evidence room where it's been ever since. Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> Isn't it true that the sheriff came in and looked for the money and couldn't find it? And then later somebody came in and looked and found it. But there's a period of time where it was missing. Isn't that true? Now, if they say it's not true, well, I I said we dropped some subpoenas on these people who said they couldn't find it. (laughs) And so the question is, do you even bother trying to bring that into evidence, knowing the problem that it's going to create? So there's an issue. Uh, I suppose if they seized anything else from the scene of that crime, besides the $3,500, does that become suspect? Because they might say, oh, yeah, 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 we found these these glasses at the scene of the crime next to the $3,500. Oh, let's talk about the chain of custody on those glasses. Well, somebody got them, marked them, put them in the evidence room. They've been there ever since. Brought them to court today. There you go. Isn't it true, however, you found those along with (laughs) $3,500? You can't get away from this. And so I'm not saying it's going to derail the whole prosecution. But it's going to mess up this case. It's going to mess up all the other cases involving evidence that's in that room right now. Or... Evidence that ought to be in that room right now. So it's a bizarre case. We'll see what happens. Scott, thanks for sending it. Months after deputies raided police department, missing money suddenly found. 
by Chris Nakamoto, WBRZ2 out of Baton Rouge. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. By the way, this is a Fiberglass Freaks t-shirt with the Batmobile on the front. A lot of people ask me for an update on that story because they've heard that the case was dismissed. It hasn't been dismissed yet, as far as I can tell, as of the shooting of this video. However, they're discussing the possibility of dismissing it. So when they make a final decision, I will do an update. But this is one of the coolest shirts I've ever seen. A viewer sent it in. Thanks a lot. Questions or comments again, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Leto's Law. Can you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be?